Oh, I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot, and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Good morning, and welcome in. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever you want to say. To uh, another edition of the tailgate, Pat Dooley here with you. Uh, Jeff is out today, but... um, uh, Zach Alberti will be in here in just a bit. We'll talk a lot of football with him. And, uh, of course, Gator Baseball did win last night against Florida A&M. Um, but the big series starts. Uh, the, their whole season starts tomorrow to me. You know, with that the, the three in a row where you have Arkansas and then Vandy at Vandy. Got to put up with the Whistler. And then Tennessee. I mean that those nine games are going to define what this season's going to be. I I think I may be wrong, and I've been wrong before, and I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> Some people right now believe I'm really wrong, but um, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, so we'll see what happens there. They have started. They played the par three at the Masters. If you're watching it, I don't want to give away who won the par three because they declared it over because of uh, uh, rain. And I don't think they're going to come back out again. It's just a par three. Although I will say it is one of the cool. It's the coolest par three ever, ever made. And I don't know that there are a lot of nine-hole par threes in the world. I mean, I know there are some, but this is by far the best. I mean, it's obviously the most well-manicured. The holes are really interesting. you got to know where to hit it. And the ball, you know, the ball takes different, you know, uh, pass to get to where you want it to get you got it's 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 amazing and just walking it is actually as almost as hard as watching walking uh the whole augusta course because there's a lot of uh it's not it's it's not really fan friendly that much it's and again it wasn't built that way it was built to have something for the players to warm up on you know who were playing augusta Uh, that was the one thing and look i am not complaining when we, uh, when I did play Augusta in 1996, and a guy didn't do anything special to pl- to play Augusta, I was picked in a lottery, a miracle, and I got to play it. Okay, but they, yeah, I mean, I didn't even ask. Hey, can we go ahead and warm up on the par three? Can we go play that first? Oh, come on, you're teeing off at 7 a.m. Do you think we want you to go play the par three? We want you off the course as soon as possible. You riffraff. Didn't didn't take anything away from my day. I can tell you that it was uh, it was a great day, and really looking forward to tomorrow. Hoping it's not too much rain. I know the rain came through today and 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 stopped it, um, stopped the par three contest. Um, but 
hopefully tomorrow, especially uh, as you know, many of you, the Tiger tees off around 1030 or so. Um, my man Fred Couples at around 130. In fact, my plan is to go somewhere and watch it. Watch it probably with Robbie. Um, we'll watch a little golf. We don't do that very much, but that, that'll be a lot of fun to watch that first round of the Masters. My favorite, it is, I, I, it is my favorite sporting event in the world. And look, you know, you guys know me. I'm a football guy. Um, and maybe, maybe, you know, Florida's not being in the playoff hunt is one reason I, I, I have not got I, – I don't get as excited about – I get way more excited about a Saturday, third week in September, whether it's Tennessee or not. It's not this week. It's the fourth week. But the third weekend of September – and you got all these teams playing uh, each other, and and uh, it's everybody's excited, and there's big games, and it's kind of like a early elimination round. If you lose, you're probably going to be. Those are the kind of days I like. You got a hundred games on TV, a hundred, and you get to watch them all if you're lucky, or watch m- most of them anyway. Some of them. Whoa, are you showing Tony Finau tearing his ankle up? <laughs> In the par three that year. That was unbelievable. And he still played the tournament. He actually did well, made the cut. Um, So, yeah, I mean, but the Masters is my favorite. It's my favorite thing to watch. It's the one thing that, you know, when you say must-watch TV, uh, must-see TV, they used to call it. Was that NBC? NBC, must-see TV. Tonight at 8.30, it's time for Seinfeld. Followed by, at 9, Frazier. I don't even know what the what shows were on must-see TV. But to me, the Masters has always been must-see TV. So, obviously, um, we will be actually airing the Masters here on the show in lieu of a radio show because we are taking the day off. And then Friday, it'll be the Rays opener, so we won't be doing a show then. And obviously, we'll have a lot to talk about when we come back on Monday. Zach is here from on3.com sports whatever. What is it called? That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, we're Gators online okay. on the On3 network. All right. I just want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> I started to say Gainesville Sun, but I've said that about me. Yeah. Like, you know, every once in a while I go, hey, Pat Dooley from the Gainesville Sun. Oh, I mean. Well, then uh, I started the our second episode of the podcast with the new site. And to, to intro it, I said, welcome into the Gator Sports Podcast. Yeah. Nick goes, hold on. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> I still do it every once in a while, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys were in there the other day. I had to throw you out. You did. You did. Although. I was trying to be nice you weren't, about you it, were, and then you I were, wasn't. <laughs> you, we were scheduled at that time before you, though, to be fair. Well, to be fair, I was told that you weren't. You would be out by then. You'd be out at 25, and you weren't. Not happening. Well, I just, if I'd known that, and I even said to Evan, I said, just, you know, that's the way it is. If he, was Pat cool with it? Oh yeah, he's good. He was great that day. He was Isn't great. it crazy to see him on SEC Network, man? He's killing it. Um, and uh, he was great talking about things too, uh, just about everything. And I, I told him, I said, "Look, the next time I have him on the podcast, may get him on this summer. We're going to do nothing but talk about the most underappreciated streak in Gator history, which is the thirty games in a row that they won. Crazy. Like, nobody." even talks about that. And like they don't go down and because 
They went undefeated in the SEC for the first team to ever do that. Now, the, the problem was they didn't go all the way. They got all the way to the game 31 <laughs> and, and lost to UConn. And the next year, Kentucky went 18-0 again. So it was almost like it took yeah. away from them. But, but to me, it's still, if you're going to do achievements, I think I did a one of those lists on that where I did, uh, you know, like the, the 10 biggest uh, – Streaks, best streaks. Yeah. And obviously one of them would have been Florida-Kentucky football. A streak that no longer exists. No. <laughs> I'm almost, almost ended in Lexington under Jim McElwain's watch. It did. And then they forgot to cover receivers. And then it ended here. And then you had that overtime game and as there. well. Yeah. What was <coughs> that? Sorry. Driscoll <laughs> and – Oh, it? Yeah, God. That, that one, it should have ended. They, they'll, they still – are mad about that game. The, well, and I tell you what, they they could be mad about this year's game, Pat. Well, I'm saying Kentucky's mad about that game. But, yeah, Kentucky easily could be riding like a, a four out of five streak. And they should have beaten Florida that year. They don't cover um, – who was it that – who caught the – was it Swain or Hammond that caught the touch? I think it was Swain. They didn't cover Swain for the game. Yeah, when he Swain, Swain. They also didn't cover Cleveland on an earlier touchdown. That's right. Yes, yeah, so Florida gets two touchdowns that way, so they could have easily and lost that game. They Hammond, go back there. Hammond to, had that reverse. At, that clinched it, yeah. Yep. But that two, was the Trask game. No, that was two years later. Yeah, I'm saying that was the Trask game when he came in off the bench yeah. for Felipe. And and they could have easily won that game. They had a 20, what was it, 20 to 6 yeah. at that point or something? I mean, or 24. Eight or so. I don't remember the They score would have won that game had yeah, If Felipe not, stays yeah. in the game, they probably win that game. Then they beat Florida here uh, also under Dan Mullen. It's the first well, Florida-Kentucky game, and then they beat them last year. Well, once again, the Gators got to open up things uh, against the Wildcats, and they'll try to get revenge in the swamp. And who knows if they'll be coming off of a high of beating Utah or trying to bounce back from a week one loss. And it could go either way. But the, the other thing is, I, I will say, the quarterback advantage right now, I would say, goes to Kentucky in that game because Will Levis is back for another year, and he's got a year of, of you know, learning the SEC and everything. In Florida, we have no idea who the quarterback's going to be right now. And I, I, I keep hearing pl- pros and cons about number 15. Sure, well, that's going to be there. Yeah. He's still a – I want to say he's still a young quarterback, but he's still a quarterback that has not started a lot of games. How many has he started? Just uh, one. Georgia, is that the only game? It's the only one. Emory started the bowl game? He did. I, I literally cannot he remember did. the bowl the, game. I mean, he came off the bench against LSU. He yeah. came off. He did the, really well. He came off the bench against Florida State and led them to the win. Yeah. Um, played you know sparingly in the season opening games. Uh, road game and home game. And then after that, he was just kind of, remember he was hurt or he was out or Mullen, didn't trust him. Mullen wouldn't play him until the end of the game. Like the Vanderbilt, remember the Vanderbilt game? Yeah. He, he did like nothing. He, he got in the game and didn't even attempt to pass. He just didn't trust the guy. And uh, and I'm not saying Dan Mullen was wrong or, for might, might have also trusted Emery a little too much. Well, that that would be, yes. If, if, you say this guy can't play, and they're playing the other guy, and he can't play either. Well, maybe. And I, I'm still, um, I don't know if convinced is the word, but part of 
to me, Mullen's decision to finally decide to go with Anthony as the starter but do it against number one Georgia and was in defense. some way to prove a point to people yeah. that he's not ready. It was See, I told like, you so. I'll show you guys that this guy is, uh, uh, you know, not ready. You can't play. But I don't know if I mean, he, or, I mean, if he would have played it, earlier, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in that game, but that was just – I thought that was a tough yeah. situation to put that kid in. Oh, totally. But we talked about this earlier with Mike White. We'll get to that later. But um, – What Mike White? Yeah, that with uh, with Dan, I think I don't know that he didn't hear the the noise in the system. Oh, he did, and and maybe said, okay, I'm going to start start him, and I'm going to show you guys, and we're going to end up losing to Georgia because we can't score any points, and you're going to say, oh, well, you know, I don't know that Marino could have scored against that team as good as they were playing. I mean, I know that Bryce Young found a way to do it, but he's also got five stars all around. You know who doesn't? Anthony Richardson. (laughs) I um. I had mentioned this uh I want to pull it up. The other day on our on our uh, message board somebody had asked me a question and um they they it was it was in relation to, you know, to Finley Graham. Um and I'm trying to pull it up right here. Yeah, this is live radio. It is live radio. Uh but basically it it was asking, you know, guys like Finley Graham some of the other guys that seemingly didn't get an opportunity to play more. Was that a seniority thing? Was it a favoritism thing? Like, what was it, um, you know, with Mullen that that seemed to be kind of like a trend there? And my response was, I think some guys on the last staff were obviously great coaches, just coaches. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mullen, Brian Johnson, obviously, um, Billy Gonzalez, you can say what you want, but, I mean, look look at Kadarius Toney. Um, Yeah. But they made some baffling personnel decisions over the years. Not starting Trask over Franks from the get-go. Playing Dean at nickel in 2019. Or any year, you know, really. <laughs> not, well, but spe- specifically at nickel. Yeah. He was not a star. Um, you know, uh, Not starting Anthony Richardson before the Georgia game. Um, not feeding the ball to Damian Pierce. Not having Finley well, Graham. That, that Damian Pierce one stays is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, not having Finley Graham in two years return one kick or one punt when that's the only thing that you the the thing that you sign him for. And that's what drove me crazy about that staff though is that they all they want to do is get the ball. And so, and here's what I put. I said, I think in most of those cases, uh, I think it was Mullins' either conviction about a player or his plan. Or, or his ego wanting to prove a point to fans or media more so than seniority. And Damian Pierce is the perfect example. I mean, he was a senior and he didn't yeah. get the ball. So, I mean, sometimes I think it was just, I'm going to show you guys. Or I'm right and I'm sticking to it. And, I mean, I, I still, as much of a quarterback, uh, you know, accomplished coach as he is, that he didn't see Trask over I know. Franks from the get-go. I mean, it's just. Well, and the funny thing is, Everybody and again, people talk to us and they go, "I I can't believe you." Well, now look, we never saw him practice. We didn't. We, we we had no idea, but people were telling us. People like Lee McGriff and other people Some were saying. Players, you remember Tease Tabor yeah. said he threw the best ball on the team. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes that's you 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 don't we don't see practice, so you don't know if that's just him hyping a guy up. True that, and 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 sometimes you never know whether a guy 
is uh, not doing things in practice that he should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. Niels Lane this year, Niles Lane mm-hmm. this year, didn't play for like a bunch of games. And the reason was because there was an incident uh, when they were on the road. Okay. So he didn't play for a bunch of games. And then they got to a point where they, Mike White got mad and said five new guys. So he had to play him because was, there was only five guys on the <laughs> bench. And then he started playing great. And he, and he played well down the stretch. And hopefully he'll be back next year and, and play well. And that happens sometimes. In pr- things happen in practice that we don't see. And we care. Why is he not playing more? Well, because he wouldn't go hard. You know, they were, I, I was watching this thing on uh, LSU's baseball run with Skip Bertman. It's really good. Um, that's how bored I was last <laughs> night. Um, but they were talking about the whole Joey Bell stuff. Albert Bell. He was Joey Bell. Then he became Albert Bell. And how he they finally kicked him off the team because he wouldn't run out things. He wouldn't do things he was supposed to do. You've got to do that, man. If you don't do it, you, you're just going to continue to entitle. And when you entitle guys who are bad eggs, you get a lot of smelly eggs laying around. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's get one call before we get a break. Let's go to Byron. What's up, Byron? Hey, Pat, and thank you guys for taking my call. Pat, I, I hear you on a Jacksonville station, so I, I, I kind of hope you kind of got a little bit of Jacksonville Jaguars uh, knowledge. I know you do, but uh, you know, I, I, I like Byron Leftwich, but I do like Peterson for the experience. And I just want to know your take on: Do you think that was the best hire? And, and if that ain't, don't stay on that, but uh. Who should they draft, and and why? I mean, the Jaguars need everybody, but where would you go in the draft? Maybe one, two, three, if you want to go that deep. And secondly, every team in Florida pro has a new coach, Tampa and Miami, I think. And who you do you think will be the most successful, and why? And 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 why will that coach and that team be the top team in Florida? Please maybe make it to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. And thanks, Pat. And, and that's my pro football thing. But go Gators and uh, good luck in baseball. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, for, for uh, the pro football, that's pretty. I mean, <coughs> it, sorry. Regardless, it should be the team that was there, you know, before. I mean, I, I got the same guys that Brady had before. You know? And you got and you got him. And you got him back. You don't have the head coach, but I think it, it's actually going to be good for Todd Bowles. I think. To be handed that good of a job, yeah, is is the kind of thing with that good of a staff that African American coaches usually aren't handed. They're handed a crappy team, yeah, and they go, okay, well, would you go three and fourteen? Nah, we'll, we'll get we'll get another guy. Oh, and the fact that he's given this opportunity and and Bruce kind of uh, kind of planned his exit with that in mind was was awesome on his part. And but yeah, if you're betting on a team, I mean, between yeah. what they brought back and having Tom Brady as your quarterback. You got to look at the Bucks. There is a. And I tell you what, we'll 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 answer the other two questions, and we'll talk more about the story that was in the Athletic today that is fascinating about Urban Meyer. We'll talk about that and more, and take more of your phone calls. Another Pat, Urban Meyer yeah, story. Yeah, Pat Tooley, Zach Albaverde in here on the final day of the tailgate this week. So get your calls in now. Three nine two eight two five five here on ESPN ninety eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. <laughs> Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Bennett Solomon. Gators softball is back in action tonight as they face in-state rival in the number two ranked Florida State Seminoles. Last season, the team split the season series with each team beating each other at home. 
seventh-ranked Gators will face the Seminoles before another SEC matchup with the fifth-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide this weekend. Coverage of tonight's game starts at 5.50. Todd Golden announced today that Victor Lopez was hired as the men's basketball team's strength and conditioning coordinator. Lopez follows Golden from the University of San Francisco, where he worked the same possession with the men's and women's basketball teams, the women's soccer team, and triathlon teams. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning looks to stop their two-game losing streak on the road against the Washington Capitals tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, mealypops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the Quality Plumbing Team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, Quality Plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here, 392-8255 if you want to get a call in. And Florida announced today what they're going to do with the spring game, and I'm pretty happy. You know, the funny thing is, when they moved it to Thursday night, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And then, luckily, one of our great callers explained uh, to me that, that it was Good Friday on Friday, so you wouldn't want to have it then. And it's Saturday, it's, you're just one of a million games. So now it makes more sense. And then when I see what they're doing, they're going to play four quarters. They're going to divide. They're going to practice separately. It's going to be like a real game. Um, and that kind of got me excited, like I'm ready to watch it now. Now, it's not going to mean a whole lot, but we all know one spring game that was played in 1990 that <laughs> – that turned out pretty good for the quarterback there over in Jacksonville. And uh, Shane Matthews won the job there and became SEC Player of the Year. So I, I don't know if they we're going to have to see something like that. But I do like that they're going to not just have this, I don't know, silliness of guys on the same team and yeah. switching jerseys on the sideline. But, but the thing is that's weird is I don't know how he's going to – I mean, I know they've got people out there, numbers out there, but I don't know if they've got two full good teams. They don't. Yeah, and that's the problem. But they'll have enough to have a eleven on eleven and an eleven on eleven. All right. Because they've already. I mean, they've been doing that um, in camp, and that's at the end of the day what they're going to have to put out there, and that's what they will. And if anybody hasn't seen the game format yet, the team will split into two teams, not just for April fourteenth. They're going to practice separately during the last week yeah. of spring camp, so they're going to get prepared for this game. Well, this uh, and like a game week tomorrow type. is the first day of the last week, right? Yeah. So this is a basically putting these two teams that get split up through a game week. And on game day, the teams will run out of separate tunnels um, using the home and visiting locker rooms. That'll be interesting to see. And it, and it does kind of get you a little more ready for your season, you know? Yeah. I mean, or and, and get the guys more juiced up for the game, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. and, and, and it feels like a game. The game will feature uh, four quarters, 15 minute halftime. And a running clock with the exception of the last four minutes of each half. Uh, the clock will also stop for penalties, change of possession, and scores. So um, in theory, we're talking about a probably a one-hour, 20-minute game. They're not going to play three and a half hours. Yes. So And nobody wants them. Nobody to. wants that. That's, a, that's just more opportunities for injuries. But that that's something I was thinking about how uh, uh, Coach Napier said this week, I like our first team. Second team, not so good. And that is the problem. And my my problem is I'm not sure I even like their first team because I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, and I don't know if the offensive line's going to be. I mean, their quarterback is going to be Anthony Richardson. And if it's not Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure that that is the answer. I'm I'm saying it isn't. I mean, to me, if it's not Anthony Richardson, that would be – it wouldn't be a problem, but that would just – you know, to me, that's his job to lose it. I'm not saying he can't potentially go out there and lose it because we still don't know what he's going to do with the keys to the kingdom. He hasn't been given that yet. But, I mean, I, 
But uh, here's my thing. Okay, if I'm Anthony Richardson and I do, I mean, he's been the superior guy in spring yeah. camp. He's still and made they, some mistakes, but yes. But if they if they say, hey, you're you're the guy, you're the starter going in. Um, if if he if he doesn't come to Coach Napier in July and go, Coach, I need I need a day off because I've been throwing every day to our receivers. Every day, you better be. Because yeah. that's how you get good. You don't get good just because you're talented. You don't get good just because you're an athlete. You get good with timing. And that's that was the problem with Emery. I, Emery Emery's timing was always off. Like he'd have guys open and he'd throw it over their heads. Or, or, he'd, late. Throw, or he'd throw it late. Or, you know, he just didn't have the timing. And we saw one of the greatest in, in terms of timing with Kyle Trask. Yeah, amazing. Um, and, you know, he is uh, – he is not your everyday quarterback, though Kyle was. I mean, he was. No, you know, no. He, I actually heard the guy. I this is rare for me, but I accidentally flipped it on and heard uh, Chuck Oliver's show this morning or today coming in. Whoever he had on, I don't know who it was. Some guy from Saturday Down South, or something. and he's uh, saying, "Well, you know, Florida hadn't good, had good quarterback playing almost ten years." I'm like, "Oh, whoa, time out there." Timeout. I mean, you, they had a guy who was a Heisman favorite with two games to go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that guy misspoke. Yeah, he, he was wrong. He was wrong but about that. But we did also see with that Heisman vote that Trask didn't get the credit that he deserved, I think, for the year that he had. Yeah, and that's, He should have got more votes than Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, it, uh, look, the Heisman is a flawed award, like most awards are. There's no, there's no perfect answer. Like, for example, Coach Spurrier got his Heisman Trophy, got it, and they still had a game, regular season game to play. <laughs> yeah, they had to play uh, Miami, and they got their butts kicked because Ted Hendricks goes, uh, "No, I'm six foot seven, you're not, and I'm going to be in your backfield the whole game." And they couldn't block him, and they lose that game, his last regular season game. He'd already won the Heisman. So that, I mean, obviously it was a flawed award then. And then you hear people always say, Eric Crouch. <laughs> yeah, Eric Crouch, which was a total joke. Um, but Or people who say, well, they should wait till after the after all the playoffs are before you name an MVP. No, you don't. It's, not, it's a season MVP. Yeah. It's not playoff MVP. There's another award to win there. But Just to, for, for people to nationwide accept, that Eric Crouch was the best college football player in the country. It was fairly close voting. It wasn't that close, though. It wasn't wow. as close as I – well, shouldn't have even – Eric Crouch had one – he had a Heisman moment. He caught a – and it was on a um, end-around reverse pass. I remember. Caught it for a touchdown and, and a big game. And, of course, they had a great team. And he was – and, I, I look, I will say that you can't just go by stats. You've I mean, gotta, he could not hold Rex Grossman's jockstrap. Come on. <laughs> Like, that was just ridiculous. Rex was so good. Like, and Rex had Kenny Pickett hands too, but he's, I mean, he was head and shoulders a better, a superior quarterback than Eric was. I mean, the guy was, as you know, he, he was the dual threat back in the day. He was really good. I mean, I, I would make an argument that he, I think, was the best pure quarterback that ever played at Florida. I can make that argument. I may lose that argument, but I can make it. Did you? Well, ask Steve. I think Steve would – He. I tell you what's funny. I was thinking about this today. 
Steve's affection for the 2001 team has grown <laughs> uh, because before it was like, well, you, they didn't win anything. They didn't win a championship. Didn't get win the SEC. Didn't you know? But now he he knows how good that team was. Well, then everybody loves on his other team so much. Well, he, but he know. even said he said that, I, I'll take the blame for that. That team was too good not to be in the national championship game, and they should have been. And I was ready to go, man. We already had a babysitter for the Rose Bowl. Well, without <laughs> that game getting rescheduled, they would have been. Yeah, probably. Who knows? That's sometimes things happen. All right, we will take a break. We'll open up the phone lines for your. By the way, Ty Ty Washington entering the draft. A bunch of guys going into the draft, and uh, obviously, look, <laughs> you're going to definitely need a scorecard to figure out who's playing in the SEC next year because guys' transfer portal and everything, it's like it's almost like um, – I mean, there, there's nothing like it. I saw there are 1,086 women basketball players in the transfer portal, and I'm going, Kelly Ray, no, you got no excuse if you can't get a good team. Just go find – Find ten people that it's can be play. Crazy how these rosters turn over now. It, it's unbelievable. I well, mean, Bill. I mean, Billy Napier's starting twenty-two, and cer- certainly his, uh, you know, two, uh, uh, two deep could look very different now. Oh, yeah. In in the start of fall camp. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that, and also about the the possibility of guys getting kind of shown the door, uh, which. Obviously, I think is going to even happen even more now. But we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the tailgate, Pat Dooley, Zach Alberti here on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8:50 AM WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8:50 AM WRUF. The springtime is packed with Gator sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, 
It's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their license technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish so make the call 333-0460 crystal air and water they aren't comfortable until you are license number cmc 1249384 from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update Quick hitting downpour should die down before midnight. Aside from that, cloudy skies staying breezy and warm. Lows only dropping to about 70 degrees. A developing squall line of thunderstorms should push through our area tomorrow morning, likely getting to the Big Bend and Swanee Valley before daybreak. In Gainesville, Jacksonville, Cedar Key, and Ocala, closer to the morning commute, damaging wind gusts will be possible. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Anthony Davis feels like um, nobody likes the Lakers. The whole world is not rooting against you, Anthony. You know who's rooting for you? Every TV exec. They want you to play. You know, that you have people who don't like LeBron. That's it. It's like nobody's rooting against Anthony Davis. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. That guy walking behind uh, behind John Rom. Well, there now you can't see him. It looked like Chip Howard. Chip? Uh, I don't think it was Chip because he was wearing. He was inside the ropes. You never know. Chip might be over there right now with a construction hat on. <laughs> this summer, that thing's opening up. That'll be a big deal when it that does. That'll be a very big deal. A tour is going to be nice, but you know, you're I, the thing is, they go, "Hey, would you like to tour the new facility?" I don't really care. I'm not going to live here. I'm not going to pl- be they inside should, this facility. They need again. to give us a media room, though. I'll tell you Is that. there going to be? That's I hope curious. so. And then if we get access to that bar, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all you can eat. Uh, one day they'll say, "Hey, you know, we're going to do a new thing. All the, uh, the the highest boosters get to hang out." You know, we did all off season here this week. We met with Kelsey, the director Kelsey of Dooley? sports nutrition, at you know. Billy Napier's hire, and I was lobbying. The media would love to come over and, and test out one of these yeah. meals. We could be we'll the be your guinea pigs. Yeah, we'll be the tasters. Um, well, they hired somebody else today, too. I mean, how many people can you hire? Well, I reported that last week. So. Oh, okay. Scooped them on so. their hire. But they're, at, they're actually at uh, 61 hires now. 61 and what was what did the previous staff where were they they were like at uh 35 40 and yet on the record scott strickland told me they're only hiring four or five new extra people what well that now that's now that great. excuse me 35 to 40 off the field staffers so with the assistants 
that would have been in the 45 to 50 range. But still. So still about 10 more. Still more. And they, um, and they may not be done yet. And again, now to be fair, some of that is including people. That's including people in the football video department. Yeah. Uh, like Randy Mickens and. But they're um, part of it. I mean, they're getting paid. Nancy is, you know, Nancy. she's been there oh, forever. I love Nancy. She's still on. She's part of, uh, you know, Billy Napier's army. You know, because see, before this site for the football on FortiGators.com, it used to just be these head coaches. See this? Yeah. Now, they got everybody. <laughs> Everyone. All four nutritionists. All their nutritionists. Um, you know, and then that was cool for Kelsey. She basically kind of put her little army together of two people that worked with her at North Carolina um, to come here. And at North Carolina, I think she said she was doing 20-something some odd sports, and now she just gets to focus on football. That would be interesting to me, though, is just, uh, I mean, look, we all know what you're supposed to eat, okay? It doesn't take a genius, and I, but obviously football players and any athletes, a lot of them are going to say, I'm going to eat, I'll eat whatever – I like to eat, not what, what you need me to eat, and you've got to kind of stay on them about that. Uh, but there were a lot of complaints about the quality of food, too. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they were talking about. Soft players, same players that were taken driving from practice over, over to the uh, locker room. All, what, 44 steps? They couldn't do it. You see guys with big <laughs> shoulder pads sticking out of their car driving because they couldn't walk all the way over there. It's gonna be completely different now once that facility oh, goes up, man. And, and that's why it's one reason you didn't need it. It was kind of silly, but okay. So this is what you, this is what Danny Werfel and Tim Tebow did. They walked all the way across there and they went Heisman's. You went six and seven. And I think it's. I think part of it was that this team was easy. I think this team was last year was not only soft, but I think they were mentally soft. They were easy, easy to give in. And they, I mean. It was it, to me. I think also too. They put. They had so much writing on that Alabama game. When they didn't win that game. It was like their season uh, was lost. But the, to me, the Kentucky game was where the season was over. Now you had two losses in the conference. Mm-hmm. You had a division loss. You lost to a team you never lose to. You always found a way to beat them. And I think that's when that team. And when we say give up, you can look at give up in different ways. But I think at that point, that team said, "I'm not gonna try as hard." We see this. What Brent Cox said. And I didn't play hard every play, you know. Uh, Durr. <laughs> well, and the one theme that they've all s- talked about is that they just lack discipline, and that they yeah. admit they they admitted that. And um, <laughs> that's what Matt Rule told them when he came and spoke to the team. He goes, "You guys were the hundred and twenty second most penalized team in the country. You guys were undisciplined." Yep, that's exactly and said right. it straight to their face. A uh, uh, lot of penalties, no turnovers. That's a bad combination. They di- they didn't get turnovers. And uh, I'll give you a great stat. This was the first time since they started keeping the stat, at least according to the sports information, press uh, the the media guide. The first time Florida's had back to back years with less than double digit ter- um, takeaways. Interceptions. Wow, they've had seven, I think, each of the last two. That's years. not DBU. That is not DBU. You know what this is? It's time for another break. We'll do that. I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Meldon's going to join us when we come back, so we'll talk to him uh, as well. Um, of course, he is a sponsor of our second hour. You're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN, 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Good afternoon, I'm Bennett Solomon. Gators softball is back in action tonight as they face in-state rival in the number two ranked Florida State Seminoles. Last season, the team split the season series with each team beating each other at home. The seventh ranked Gators will face the Seminoles before another SEC matchup with the fifth ranked Alabama Crimson Tide this weekend. Coverage of tonight's game starts at 5.50. Todd Golden announced today that Victor Lopez was hired as the men's basketball team's strength and conditioning coordinator. Lopez follows Golden from the University of San Francisco, where he worked the same possession with the men's and women's basketball teams, the women's soccer team, and triathlon teams. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning looks to stop their two-game losing streak on the road against the Washington Capitals tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. Hi, I'm the one they call James Bates, but my real name is Batesy. When I was your age, we never worried about being lit or glowing up or steez or anything like that. Uh-uh. Only thing we ever cared about was being freaking radical. I mean, high-key rad AF. And TBH, that's what I look for when I need t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, and the like. I go to RadWearDesigns.com. If you're not using Radware Designs for your t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, then your stuff is probably sus. Like basic, and that's no cap. All lowercase. Radwaredesigns.com. The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing. Making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose. No games, no nonsense. Just the best values every day on diamonds engagement rings and fashion jewelry and that's what drives me every day i work to have that inventory at the right price 365 days a year so when you come here you're not getting schnooker you're getting the right price on the right item all the time period international diamond center at celebration point online shopidc.com cox upgrades your equipment at no additional cost to help keep your wi-fi fast so you can keep up with your son hey mom and your son's friends hey mrs g all of them, including that one kid whose name you always mess up. It's Drubbin. I think it's Kevin. Seriously? Help keep your Wi-Fi fast for everyone with equipment upgrades from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Requires Panoramic Wi-Fi. Available software updates push to gateway and every three years you're eligible for an upgraded device. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Other restrictions apply. Spring has sprung. And with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. 
On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The sad thing, the really sad thing, Zach, is that I can remember that. (laughs) But I can't remember that Jeff told me his son's pitching tonight, and that's why he wasn't going to be in. I go, really? I told you that yesterday. I go, oh, I guess so. But I remember <laughs> you pull that out of the hat. That kickoff return. All right, we uh, are going to go talk to our our good friend Jeffrey Melvin right now. Uh, we always like talking to him, and uh, of course, uh, sponsor of the second hour of this show every day, and sponsor of our golf tournament, sponsor of my podcast. Is there anything you don't sponsor? Yeah, I need a sponsor. Well, hey, yeah. Uh, I was. I told Jeff that I would sponsor him as my uh, child if he uh, really needed some help. Well, he may. He may need that actually. Uh, the way he's slipping up lately. <laughs> but certainly a big weekend this weekend for all the Gator sports, isn't it? Oh yeah. Um, you know. I, I, yeah. Hey, look. I'm watching that uh, Gator baseball game when we're up six to four in the ninth inning, and uh, you know that was painful. Oh, it's terrible. That was one of those where you get up and you turn off. You don't want to even see him celebrate. You just want to turn off and go to bed. Oh, my God. But anyhow, speaking about um, baseball, I had a wonderful talk today with Andrew Miller. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Andrew's one of our Melden Law Scholar Athlete of the Year winners. And uh, I, I called him to uh, congratulate him on his retirement. And he's in Tampa, as you know. Yep. And, and, you know, he may, married, uh, you know, Katie Rourke, uh, who was a, a, an O-Call grad. And uh, so, anyhow, they got two kids in there. He said that uh, he's really been, uh, even though uh, he's retired, he's really busy and uh, having a good time. He sounds like me. <laughs> retired, still working. Um, I, I will say this, and I don't know if you were at that game, um, Jeffrey, the uh, the Florida North Carolina regional game was as electric as I ever saw McKeithen Stadium when Andrew Miller was pitching against Florida, um, because he he was a big timer as we all knew, and you know, and Florida ended up beating him I think five two in that game. They got a bunch of blue pits and stuff. He was so good, and, and of course had a great career. So I have a question, Pat. Do you think Andrew Miller made more money in pro athletics than any other kid out of Gainesville? Uh, okay, let me let me just throw some out there. Clinton Portis probably made a lot. He probably lost more than any player, <laughs> Clinton Portis, but uh, he made a lot of money in the NFL. Um, just trying to think of anybody else from Vernon Maxwell, Gainesville. Vernon Maxwell did make a lot of money. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And now Andrew Miller, I think he made $9 million one year when he was playing for the Indians in 2016. So anyhow, he, I just throw that out because, uh, Andrew, you know, you know, was as successful an athlete as, uh, I know that's come out of Gainesville and, uh, you know, he's been really smart with his money and, you know, set himself up for the rest of his life. 
Yeah, that's the key. Is and I, I remember when uh, Brad Wilkerson was getting ready to leave, and he had set up. I think his signing bonus was nine hundred thousand dollars, and he had invested almost all of it, and and which was a way to do it. He was never going to have to worry about it. Although now he's coaching at Ju, so maybe maybe he ran out. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully not, but uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of cool. Uh, Andrew certainly was a great player, and I know Florida recruited the heck out of him. But you know, sometimes guys just want to go somewhere else. Yeah, I think you know he he told me that he's he's always a Gator. Uh, you know, he was born and raised a Gator, and he went to North Carolina. But uh, you know, I think it, part of it was he just wanted to you know get out of town and experience something different. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, feel that. And a lot of people like Gainesvilleans who get into Florida that are lucky enough, sometimes they go, you know, I didn't really get the college experience because I didn't go off and, you know, my parents couldn't hold my hand um, and solve all my problems. So I think that's where a lot of people do that. But uh, there's no question about it. Uh, one of the great Gator, uh, or not great Gators, but great Gainesville athletes of all time. I mean, you, yeah, you got to put Vernon in that list. I tell you, one of the greatest to ever play was Eddie McShann. Now, he didn't make any money at it, but uh, as a, a quarterback for Georgia Tech, he was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Steven Stills made a lot of money. He's from Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Petty made a lot he, of money. He did pretty too. good. <laughs> well, uh, no, he, no, Tom Petty's probably made, he, he made more money than any musician that came out of Gainesville. Oh, of course. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I don't think Ken and Andrew made, made that kind of money, <laughs> but I wish uh, they had. Okay, so so anyhow, I'm knee deep in uh, trying to figure out how to help the Gators with nil money. I want your opinion as far as what uh, nil money is going to look like in uh, baseball for colleges. Well, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon with baseball because uh, baseball players tend to uh, be a little more affluent than some of the other sports. And so, you know, again, they're they're coming here for not full scholarships. Nobody gets a full scholarship. Some of them are coming for 30%. So that's where I think uh, the NIL is a factor because they can, uh, you know, lessen that burden for their families. But, um, you know, that's why I've always had this argument that in baseball you have to recruit the dads because the dads are they're paying that bill, you know, uh, for school, which uh, again, most of these, that's why and one reason Florida recruits this state so much is because you get bright futures going. But uh, I think NIL will just continue to go. It, it, it depends on where you are. Different places, it is a bigger deal. Um, you know, it's a big deal in some places. Some places, it's not a big deal. I think at Florida, though, they're going to be able to capitalize and have players that capitalize on it because of the, you know, how much. Kevin O'Sullivan's program has yeah. gone nationwide and, and just kind of the, the recognition that the brand has. So from that, I think they're going to be able to, some of the better players obviously are going to always have those opportunities. And especially when Florida has some stud guys on the mound and guys yeah. that are, pro you know, projected to be a well, top you think five about pick. What a guy like Singer or Fiedo. Yeah, Fiedo. I mean, he would have cleaned you know? up. Oh yeah. Now they, the, right now that Fabian is doing pretty well. Yeah. On he's his, yeah. The brothers. The I mean, brothers, you know, you. Yeah. I mean, they both back to back home runs last night at Florida Ballpark, which I don't think that's ever happened before. I, before I can't imagine it happening. Yeah, but you know, those are two guys that could certainly, ben, you know, potentially benefit from some NIL deals. And I, I think guys that have success or, or have some interesting stories, or um, you know, maybe even like 
uh, you know, Pat said are going to be able to kind of tap into different, you know, sponsorships and things like that. Well, I know that in football and uh, basketball, uh, everybody now is a free agent every year. And, oh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> you know, you've got uh, Alabama only has raised $12 million in NIL money. The Gators are stuck down around a couple million, and A and M is up just close to thirty million. Well, yeah, and I think that's you know I've talked to people who have said this about the new basketball coach, especially. He's got to get involved in the NIL. He's got to get the NIL money up. He's got to find a way to do that, or you can't get players. I mean, you look at what Arkansas had just brought in their third top twenty recruit in basketball, Arkansas. You know, uh, because they've got that kind of NIL money. And I think that's where both uh, Billy Napier and um, and uh, Todd Golden and also Kevin O'Sullivan and Tim Walton. Yeah, don't worry about the gymnasts. They're all making plenty of money. They're, they're doing fine over there. I know. Well, I'll tell you, um, I, Billy Napier is hyper-focused in on this NIL because he realizes – that uh, that's going to be the key to building our program. Yeah, I think both. Co- I think all coaches are realizing there may have been some stubbornness early, but I think now they've gotten to that point where they just go, "We got to, we've got to adapt. We've got to make this special, and they've got to find a way to do it." And well, Florida's trying to do and, it. And Jeffrey, you mentioned Alabama raising twelve million dollars. I can tell you that you know Florida's goal is ten million uh, in NIL money for their athletes, and you know if it, that can be in the ballpark of where Alabama's at. Nobody's going to be able to compete with that Texas oil money, no. you know. But if you can be somewhere in in that ballpark, and and they're trying to find ways to generate, you know, uh, more funds for that. Hey Jeff, yeah. we we appreciate you being on, man. Thanks for taking us time. We're right right hey. up against the break, but thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Pat and Jeff. And uh, let your listeners know: just go to Melden Law Facebook page for free baseball tickets and softball tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can get those. And, of course, a lot going on this weekend. Big games. Yeah. That'll be fun. Go get them. Okay, go Gators. All right, we'll see you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks a lot, buddy. We uh, appreciate him and appreciate his time. Gus Malzahn was in an automobile accident. Uh-oh. Hope he's all right. He's okay, it says. Okay, it says. Yeah. He's okay. Wait a minute. Motorcyclist went to the hospital, though. Those things happen. All right, we, uh, we'll get out of here for this first hour. We come back. Plenty to talk about, um, including, uh, well, there's a couple things I want to talk to uh, Zach about. It's rare that we get Zach in here. Good to see him. We'll be right back with more of the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. 
Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, Pat Dooley and Zach Albaverde here. Uh, Jeff is out today, and uh, we will not have shows Thursday and Friday for vi- various reasons. Obviously, there's a lot going on, and it works out really well for me. Because guess what happens at 3 o'clock? Masters comes on, and I get to go Oh, watch man. That's what I'll be doing. And then uh, I'm going to baseball Friday, and I'm going to baseball Saturday. How about that? Look at you. All over it. I, uh, that's officially my off season. Now, I will go to baseball, but I if I'm going to baseball... I'm sitting in one of them chairs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's the best. I know. High noon in hand. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm there with you. That's where I'll be Friday. Saturday, I'll actually be working. Let's go to the phones and see what Jack from North Atlanta has for us today. Well, guys, I have to tell you, man, I'm just starting to watch the, you know, watch the, uh, my, my, actually, my pastor was supposed to caddy for Stuart Sink today and they got rained out. And, uh, mm. but we, uh, if, if Mick Tommy Fleetwood's kids hadn't wasted three hours on the, on the night, uh, the par three, maybe we could have seen some of the other players just to, hey, man, <laughs> let your little fat chubby son putt like three or four times and get him off the course. Okay. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we, we all, we'd like to see the history of the Masters. Uh, by the way, Nick, uh, so, yeah, sorry, Zach. Nick, I, I'm Zach. on three. I'm on three as McDonough Gator. Uh, and Zach, I just go, man, you used to be like uh, Will from Lost in Space. Now you look like Jeff Bridges, man. Life is just done. It's been rough on you, brother. <laughs> wow. Wow. You look that bad. And, but uh, uh, we're not getting yeah. younger. Well, Jeff Bridges yeah, was – what? remember Jeff Bridges in uh, Against All Odds? Pretty good-looking man there. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good-looking guy. But, yeah, You're he, saying he, he looks more like the big Lebowski, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, the dude. The dude. Because <laughs> yeah, I got my hat on. Dude. 
<laughs> yes. No, but, uh, you know, Rex Grossman did get screwed out of the Heisman. If we win that Tennessee game, if uh, thanks, oh, to, yeah, thanks to Ernest Graham getting his knee hurt against Florida State the week before, I was at that game, and we couldn't stop, we couldn't stop anything. Uh, you know, one thing you're talking about uh, the last couple of seasons of Gator football, hey, praise the Lord, one thing we're not going to miss is uh, third and Grantham. Maybe we can actually have a actually have a defense coordinator that can scheme and uh, do some things different than he did and bring five or six guys and leave two guys open like he did a few times. So I'm excited about it. I think I think I think Billy's going to load up on the portal. Uh, we need players, and I think he's going to go get them. By the way, if you're not a if you're not a professional golfer and you don't have a beautiful wife, there is something wrong with you, right? There is something wrong with you. Yeah, and you don't I mean, have to be attractive. No, I mean, I mean, look at John Rahm. I mean, he's a looker. I mean, I'm sure he's been on GQ about 30, 40 times since he's hit hit, hit, hit the big time. But, uh, yeah, check, check out Faldo's girlfriend. Woo. You tell she's swinging a couple of poles in Orlando for the last 25 years. Yeah, I don't know about that. But she, uh, I know he left his wife for, she for was her. a student. Yeah. yeah, she was a student at Arizona State, I think. No, this is a new one. Oh, he's this got a different a one. one. Okay, I, I can't yeah, keep track met, of Nick Faldo's wives. Him. That's not my yeah, job. He met in the Orlando. Met, he met her in the Orlando establishment. So I'll leave it at that. I'll leave. Does it, it rhyme that. with Cooters? Uh, no, it probably rhymes with Pink Lady or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave. I'll leave that one alone. I don't get. I don't get sued by Nick Faldo. Uh, yeah, so now Urban's taking more. Sh- Urban, Urban is taking more shots than we took at the Germans in D-Day, hasn't he? It's what, unbelievable. Well, th- I haven't even. I got to read it. I you got to read, read the story. It's on the in the Athletic, and uh, the two two guys wrote it. I don't know either one of them, but they had talked to a lot of people. So this is well sourced. I mean, there's like four sources on this, and three, and just the way he ran the the operation, the, the players just hated him. They hated him early, and there's a, there, now you look at him, you kind of understand why he didn't play well, but. Again, this is your job. You still got to go go do it, but um, it, it, uh, the, I can't really put into words most of the stuff we had already heard. Um, right. But it it kind of puts it all into one big pile of dung, and um, <laughs> and it's not a good pile of dung. Uh, not that there's ever been a good pile of dung. Yeah, yeah. Well, I although mean, Jurassic I mean, Park, it, when she was trying to find out what. Berries he ate. Yeah. That was, that was yeah, that may, may, yeah, maybe that or when I slide into a good look, one of my good-looking cousins at a, uh, up in Kings Ferry one time. But, uh, yeah, uh, and playing softball. But, yeah, it, it's just it's sad that, you know, again, he, he took all these uh, – I've talked to all these general managers. I've talked to Jimmy Johnson. I've talked to Bill Belichick. And I got a plan. I mean, didn't Jimmy Johnson on record saying last year, Irvin, your team's going to stink this year. Get your quarterback. you got you, you got two years to build this team. And I guess his mental capacity, he just couldn't take it, right? I guess he was expecting yeah. to win a championship the first year. And, I mean, the NFL's nobody, ex- nobody did. Nobody yeah. even thought they would win five games his first year. Right. <clears throat> so why, what's he all getting all upset about, making a fool of himself? He just, I don't know. There's something, there is a DNA thing that's missing in, in Urban Meyer's head. I think a DNA thing that he's lost. I think he's just gone nuts. By the way, Pat, Oh, the, if I, I you, you, I'll stand corrected, but now I was there in, in Jacksonville, nineteen sixty six, and if I'm not mistaken, all the Heisman Trophy votes were in, and then Bill Stansel climbed all over Steve, no. twenty seven thirteen in the Gator Bowl and the and the and the cocktail party. Well, they had not announced the Heisman. I know that 
they had not announced it until but weren't all the votes did, weren't all, aren't the votes all weren't all the votes still in after he kicked the field goal against Arkansas? No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I my recollection is that I know that he that he played Miami the week after he won the Heisman. I know that. Yeah, yeah, and he. I mean, and then yeah, Bill Stample cleaned his clock. But he got his clock clean. He got his clock clean by by uh, the guy that played for the Dolphins and Bill Stample and and him. He was running for his entire life. Yeah, those were not two of his better games. The, the Georgia <laughs> about, loss and the talk, Miami loss. They were the only games they lost that year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk about champions. I think I'm a better championship caller than a Cattleman. Guys, go Gators. I, I'm pulling for JT this week in the Masters, and uh, I look forward to having a long weekend. God bless y'all. Go Gators. Take care. Zach, can you look, you can start, stop, stop aiding so bad. <laughs> yeah. Why do I don't think you look any different than when you first came to the Gainesville Sun. I don't think so. But, uh, uh, I am getting a little, getting some grays, but yeah, well, that's going to happen to you. I got news for you; there's going to be more. Let's go to Butch. What's going on, Butch? Hey, not much, guys. How you doing? Good, good. All right. Um, well, I had a thousand questions, but you, one sparked my interest a while ago. The oil money from Texas in the NIL is I, that's what you call it. Yeah, I, and I, I've heard nobody. Everybody says they're going to have to regulate this NIL money. Well, my question, I guess, basic question to you guys is, how do you, what do you do to regulate that NIL money so you don't have a Texas versus a South Carolina in terms of just money, NIL money? How do you regulate that? That That's the problem is that they're, who is going to regulate it? I mean, do you put yeah. a limit on what you can Yeah, the NCAA has already blown it, and, and they're afraid to do anything now because they're afraid of losing their antitrust. And Congress is like, hey, we've got a war going on. We're not worried about how much Joey is going to make off of his shoe deal, okay? We're, we're trying to deal with some other more important things, although they'll screw them all up, as we know. But, you know, it, it look, this is the problem. The NCAA, by not grabbing a hold of this five or six, ten years ago and getting on top of it, allowed this to happen. And I don't know that you can, you, you can walk it back. I mean, I don't know what you're going to you, – the state of Texas isn't going to say – Oh, we'll we'll go back to not giving players as much if that's what you think we should do. No. They're gonna keep <laughs> spending the money. Well, even if they do, by the time they walk it back, they've already spent the money. And then once you've established your program, well then you you know, you're sort of ahead of the game then. Well that's what happened I mean, at, I that's what happened at SMU, except SMU yeah. wasn't supposed to be doing that. <laughs> and then when they did it, I mean, I, then they went, Hey, uh, we got a payroll to meet, so we you know, kept going on. Yeah. I'm sure Pat remembers this. There used to be a day when there was probably a group of 10 teams that competed for a national championship every single year. Nebraska, Oklahoma, da-da-da-da-da. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen again, all based off money. Well, kind of what's been happening so, the last 10 years. I mean, well, it's been Alabama be, I mean, and Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Occasionally you yeah. get a Notre Dame in there. Occasionally you get a Georgia in there. But it's it's basically yeah. the same. So I don't know that that part of it, is going to change. And again, uh, I saw a great graphic today that uh, Jimbo Fisher and Kevin Sumlin have the exact same record. No, no <laughs> SEC championships, the exact same record, beat Alabama once. But everybody loves Jimbo because they, they brought in this number one class, but he's going to have to deliver. Yeah, he is. You know, that's the problem. Okay, and you know, I have one of uh, – oh, actually, I have two questions. One's a real quick answer. What time is the girls' softball game night? Anybody know? Six o'clock, and I will uh, be heading over there. We'll probably get, be getting out of here about ten minutes early. Okay, and then my other question is, and I'll take this off the air, 
over your – I keep hearing you say there was an incident on the plane with a basketball team. I'm a very old man. I'm 74 years old. I'm a retired police officer. Um, I could tell you a ton of stories that never got reported about any kind of athletics, whether it be the Gators or high school. How do you guys – What do you, when you get information, how do you guys cover that in terms of, oh, my God, I can't put that on the air. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll lose my job if I do that or that. And I represent the Peter Tom Willis. Peter Tom Willis told said something about Bone and Bobby Bowden's teams, but, man, they played the high school team, and they fired him. So I'll hang up most of your answer. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, if you have the story, you go with the story. Um, some of them aren't as quite as significant as others, I think, too, you know. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same. It should be the same rules whether you work for a newspaper or if you work for online or you work uh, as, as – both Zach and I do, you know, work for websites. And it's still, I mean, the one flaw, I think, of the new journalism, which is mostly online, is the lack of editors. Yep. There's too much, hey, yeah, I just wrote this great story. I found out that Florida has been cheating in golf. All right. All right, I'm posting it. Oh, it turns out it wasn't true. (laughs) You know, I mean that 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 to me is the biggest issue. But look, if you got a story, you go with it. Um, you know, but there's some things that are just to hit, like his point, like some things, some things you're not are just aren't just, that significant, or, or maybe they are, but there's no way that you could confirm it, and there's yeah. no way that you're going to speculate or put that out there because it's just not responsible. No, yeah, that's exactly right. Let's go and see what Stephen has for us today. What's up, Stephen? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, Zach, um, I missed you on the radio, man. I, I know you're still writing. Uh, I don't see you quite as much, but uh, I, I like to hear you more. Um, well, well, it's baseball I, season, so you may be hearing it more. Well, and that, and I do, you know, I, we do a show every week at Spurrier's. Uh, Nick and Del Torre and I do. Um, I don't know if you listen to podcasts or, you know, do any like platforms like that, but if you go to our website, you can um, GatorsOnline.com every Thursday night. We'll have that show up if you still want to, you know, check out a show with me and and uh, Nick. Well, good. Um, we got the summer coming up, and and when there's nothing going on, everybody takes a lot of vacations, and 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 that I understand, and that's what you should do. Um, Pat, I'm hoping that uh, you know more during the summer um, when Jeff's gone and you're gone and stuff. I'm from a selfish standpoint, because I, I still want the show to be on, I'm hoping that uh, you can use Zach more. Well, Zach wants to do it by himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we'll, we'll we'll. I mean, look, I I'm just trying to get through this week, and then, and then I'll worry about <laughs> next week. But I'm not worried too much about the summer yet. But Jeff is out a lot in SEC play. He is, so. and then he takes vacation with the kids, and uh, you know, so do we. So um, we'll we'll work it out. And Robbie, of course, uh, comes on a lot. So. One way or another, we'll we'll be bringing you a show. There'll be probably a couple of weeks where we we don't have a show, but for the most part, we'll try to come up with something. Look, we made it through COVID <laughs> with a, a summer where there's no stories. Yeah, and we made it with a show every day. So no availability. We've got it. We've got we we know what we're doing here. Oh, I understand. Yeah, and and and, and I'm just saying this is all from a selfish reason, and and I hope to hear from you as much as possible and uh zach it's, it's really good to hear from you. likewise right. sir appreciate it 
Hey, you got one fan anyway. All right, we got to get a break. I know that. And we'll come back and get more of your calls and talk uh, about so football recruiting and stuff like that. And we may get into this basketball story, but I don't, I don't really want to. Unless somebody brings it up, I don't see the point <laughs> in it. Um, but maybe I do need to because maybe I need to set the record straight. But anyway, we'll be back. You're listening to The Tailgate here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Trey Johnson. In Gator Sports, softball host in-state rival Florida State tonight. The Seminoles come to Gainesville on a nine-game winning streak and have a record of 35-2 this season. This top 10 showdown is sure to be intense. Our cover starts right here at 5.50. Tomorrow, Gators baseball will open a three-game series against the second-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. The Gators have lost five of their last seven games. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning look to stop their two-game skid when they visit the Washington Capitals at 7.30. And in girls' high school softball, U-Hulls travels to North Marion at 7. This is the first matchup between the teams. That's all for your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trey Johnson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible, so check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year, so help us help the Gainesville community. Baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, we are back, and we will be cutting out a little bit early today for softball. Florida softball playing uh, over there at the stadium. Against, just that, not a real big game. Yeah, just FSU, number two in the country. So, <laughs> so what happens around here? A lot of big games being played. Let's see what no uh, Tennessee Mike has for us today. What's up, Mike? Where you been, Zachy? Busy. <laughs> you internet guys, y'all bounce around more than a tennis ball. I can't keep up with you. <laughs> Still here, though. Uh, on three, the athletic. Okay, it makes my head spin. As long as that check clears, right? I, I, I haven't left the area. <laughs> Still working from the same place. Yeah. Hey, guys, um, like Pat says, we're kind of rooting for the laundry these days. I'm kind of pessimistic about the future of college football, so I kind of wanted to go down memory lane with you guys today. Let's do it. Oh, and by the way, speaking of laundry, hey, Pat, I'm rocking my Miami basketball wife beater, and I'm on, I'm on the Internet hunting me for a uh, Ole Miss T-shirt. Support my lane train since we're all rooting for the laundry now. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Zach, you were talking about the Heisman. Um, I go around and around with Pat about this. You know, the Heisman, for all the uh, you know shine it gets, prestige it gets, it's got a really checkered history. I mean, you got dummies out there that vote for defensive players. But, uh, you talk about Eric. You got Eric Crouch, right? That was the one you were citing. Yeah. Hasn't uh, Nebraska or some of those Big Twelve schools? They've they've had two or three kind of shake your head winners, haven't they? Probably. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, Crouch was the one, the, but I don't. He's the yeah, most I, egregious I, one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if I, you know, there's a hundred year reward. There are a lot of egregious ones, but I seems like there might have been another Oklahoma quarterback that kind of had a shaky. Jason White. Jason White. Yeah. 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 yeah Adrian yeah. Peterson should have won it that year. But yeah, Adrian Peterson was a freshman back then. They didn't vote for freshmen. Yeah, yeah. I've read the list about the most uh, head scratching Heisman winners, and with, we all know it's kind of usually the Northeast guy, and usually the West Coast guy gets all the LA, California votes, and kind of a lot of politics in it. But you know, I want to talk about some Florida, the four Florida games I saw down there, guys. Uh, but um, you know, Zach, it could be worse. You could have had a guy lose a Heisman to a guy that went two and eight. You know, uh, Johnny Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Horning, uh, the second greatest modern-day quarterback on earth, lost the award to a defensive player. Um, he Shuler, that's where I want to get into that 93 Tennessee-Florida game. A lot of people forget about He Shuler. He was the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Of course, Dick Vitale was given the award to Charlie Ward before the season ever started because he played basketball. And Tennessee had Hank Larcella back in 51 was the Heisman runner-up. So I wouldn't gripe too much about a – a Big 12 quarterback getting you. It could be a lot worse. There are a lot of morons that vote on this trophy. Well, look, I've been saying for years that they need to streamline the voting 
and, and knock it down to about 100 people who really watch college football. And, you know, my the joke I make is that there's a obit writer in Spokane who's still got to vote probably because people – I mean, we had, a, we had somebody voting here who was out of sports, didn't even cover sports, didn't even watch sports. He was uh, – but he was still getting a vote. And then finally they – they made they made uh, the Heisman people shift it over to me. Yeah, and of course, uh, before these, all these big run Alabama winners, forever Alabama never had a Heisman winner, which really is amazing. Uh, it is, it is, and now they get them every year. And uh, and, and, <laughs> and, just, and and just to clarify, um, it was actually Larry Fitzgerald was the one that got snubbed in two thousand three um, over uh, uh, Jason, Jason White. White. Uh, yeah. Adrian Peterson was the following year. Um, when it went to uh, Matt Leiner. Yeah. Well, you know, we probably could rattle off. We look at these Southern guys a lot, but we probably could rattle off 20 dudes that should have won the Heisman. But, uh, you know, Paul Horning's a great player. He's in the NFL Hall of Fame. But it's hard to get worse than getting screwed by a guy that was on a 2-18. and He's a great drinker, too. <laughs> hey, guys, one day, real quick on the West Door, I want to go through some ball games. I've been to the four games in the uh, Swamp, and uh, the first one was 93. He's Shuler. You remember that game, Pat? Very well. Yeah, Danny Werfel. They could not cover Billy Williams and, and Anthony Lott. That was the end of interviews with Anthony Lott because after that game, he would not come in anymore. Yeah, and and the thing I remember about that game, you know, it was a great game, one of those back-and-forth offensive shootouts. But uh, as usually, y'all seen a meet of them, but a pretty uh, heavy rain by the time the yeah. game was ending. 41-34, I think. Yeah, and then, of course, I was there for the 95, the, I guess the game y'all refer to is the Lawrence Wright game. We call it the sorry pass by Peyton to Joey Kent, setting up Joey Kent to get killed. Now we just call it uh, beating uh, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, but that was a uh, uh, something you might or might not remember about that game, Pat. There was another rainstorm at the end of that game. Oh, I do remember that. That when Doring got that uh, late touchdown, it was pouring by then. Yeah, and then of course I was there for the '99 game. That was the game Tennessee couldn't block Alex Brown, nope. where Alex Brown probably made the most cheapest player I've ever seen on a football field. He threw T. Martin into the TV camera. You remember that, Pat? No, it never happened. Oh, yeah, that, that never happened. No, he knocked his and helmet it, off in the first uh, play no, of the game. Threw, I, was there, I, was there, I was sitting by the Florida band. He threw him straight in the TV camera. I don't know. But anyway, on that, but a little oh, laugh line there. And, of course, I was there for, for Spurrier's final game. I was there for the 9-11 makeup game. Uh, so I'm, I'm batting one for four down there, guys. But I got to thinking, you know, you guys have been to hundreds of games. How many games, give or take a pass, probably been to 1,000? Zach, how many Florida games you rough estimate you been to? Lot, You've been covering yeah. Florida what a decade or so. Yeah, twelve years, and then yeah, you, and I've been to a bunch as a kid. I, I couldn't give you a number over a hundred, easy. Yeah, two hundred. You went. To, yeah, you go to school down there, I guess. Also, so school grew up here. Share, yeah, okay. But I got to thinking, guys. You know, there are always those. Uh, some of New us Mexico are just State lucky. Games. Yeah, there there's some of those New Mexico State snoozers, the non-conference games, all those blowouts under Spurrier, and you know a lot of games at any school aren't all that great, but. Man, I saw you, you grade me on that, Pat. I saw four classic games in the swamp, didn't I? From seven hundred miles. They were away. good. They were really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Those, all four of those games yeah. were really good. In fact, they, yeah. well, and, as I recall, and maybe I'm wrong about this, the la- uh, Tennessee had on the '99 game. Tennessee had a fourth down. And they ran Jamal Lewis over the left side, and they stuffed yeah, him. Yeah, and a, a, yeah, a cr- terrible call. And Tennessee had Jamal Lewis. They had run the same the exact backfield. play. Yeah, they, 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 Florida had stoned it the year before. Yeah. Fulmer said he wouldn't. He never called the play. He did it against the next year, trying to think out smarter. You'd be two moves ahead, and he had Travis Henry and Jamal Lewis both in the backfield, both almost NFL Hall of Famers with NFL records, and lost. How's that happen? You think Spurs is a pretty good coach? 
Uh, well, yeah, that day he certainly was because he kept getting guys open, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I saw it. Of all of them, I think Spurrier dropping that bomb on y'all and, and retiring off to the Redskins, uh, that might have been the wildest one of all. But uh, y'all It was a crazy it. game, yeah. It was a crazy game because it wasn't just that it came down to a two-point conversion at the end. It wasn't just that Travis Stevens was running – he had four runs in the game. The, the rest of his runs were like for zero yards, but four runs went for, I don't know, 180 yards. It was ridiculous. And Florida had guys in position, just couldn't make the tackle. And, and there was a lot of tip balls early in the game and fumbles, and it was wild. It was kind of like what, what a lot of people don't remember is that the 66 uh, game where Spurrier won the Heisman, basically, that game was uh, a, the, one of the wildest, craziest games that included – a player uh, getting a fumble in midair. This back when you couldn't return fumbles unless you caught them in midair and ran it like, I think Gusty Yearout was his name, ran it back like 90 yards for a touchdown, and Spurrier's chasing him. And finally, Richard Trapp comes up beside him and starts, and he goes, you go get him, Dickie. <laughs> but he didn't. All right, we got to get a break, and we will uh, come back, take our last two callers, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, the second hour, of course, is always brought by Melvin Law. But we got to get out just a little bit early for softball and uh, Florida and FSU, and then I'm going to hightail it over there to, to watch that game and actually write something. All right? So we got to get out for just now. Uh, we'll be back with more here on the tailgate ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel any time. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around, don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold.
cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Quick-hitting downpours should die down before midnight. Aside from that, cloudy skies staying breezy and warm. Lows only dropping to about 70 degrees. A developing squall line of thunderstorms should push through our area tomorrow morning, likely getting to the Big Bend and Swanee Valley before daybreak. And Gainesville, Jacksonville, Cedar Key, and Ocala closer to the morning commute. Damaging wind gusts will be possible. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Would you not say Tiger Woods is not elite athlete? No, I would not say that. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. What I know about Tiger is his hand-eye is next level. His will to win is extremely excellent, right? His mechanics are beautiful. I don't know what his time in the 40 is because stuff like that. Dan Orlovsky. Dan, did you hear the sound coming in from break? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) (laughs) He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, unfortunately, we only have about eight minutes left here, seven minutes left, because we got to get out for softball. We'll try to get called rapid-fire ATX Gator. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. How we doing? Good. Good, good. Uh, hey, you know, everyone's been bouncing around all day, and uh, we got short uh, window here. So, you know, quick, I thought I'd call and just, you know, highlight good good game for the, the boys last night uh, on the diamond. I think highlight for me was, was probably wheeling and dealing regardless of – you know, what A&M is at the plate. I think it was important for him to get out there and do what he did. Um, you know, low light would be Manning, you know, continuing to struggle. Guy just can't seem to, to get it right. So hopefully he can fix that. Um, you know, Zach just wanted to, you know, kind of plus one to some of these other folks calling in. Good to hear you on here. Thanks for the work over at On3. Uh, Pat, your article really uh, rubbed some folks the wrong way. I guess you got your own thread over there. Uh, if, if you haven't, I should... Zach should share it with you. Some of these guys are just, uh, man, they're a little too much. But um, No, here's what I will say. Had... How about don't share it with me? But um, <laughs> let, let me just address this thing because it's gotten way out of proportion. A couple of weeks ago, I, I wrote a column, which I write for them every every uh, month uh, for the uh, newsletter, which is a Gator Nation newsletter, and they've never edited I mean, they edit me, but they don't ever restrict anything I write, and I wrote this column. And, and it was everything I've said here on the show, why Mike White left. And I, and I was trying to be careful on it and saying, look, it doesn't mean the Gator fans were wrong. It doesn't mean Mike White was wrong. They just couldn't get along. They couldn't be in the same co-exist. room. Pardon me? Yeah. Coexist. But, yeah, they couldn't coexist, exactly. And, and, but, but I think the headline that was put on it made it look like I was saying good riddance, and I certainly did not write the headline, nor would I have ever said anything like that. I like Mike White. I wish he hadn't left, and I've said that a million times, but apparently it doesn't get through to everybody. 
Yeah, well, and I don't even know. I think they're they're, they're more you know upset about the fact that you know you could have even hinted at the fact that you know Gator fans' behavior could have led to any of it. And it's just funny that you know, and then you watch the responses and say, "Oh, this is exactly the behavior that he's, he's kind of alluding to in the article." Um, yeah, <laughs> which is funny. And then, hey, quick, before I get out of here, I know you got one more. I just Zach, quick recruiting question. I know we got those three kids that are all committing on the same day in July. Wanted to just get your take on potential chances with them, and if there's anyone we may keep an eye out for before then. Um, thanks, and if you want to throw in a master's pick, I'll uh, I'll just listen off the air. Thanks. Man. Yeah, appreciate the call again, though. Obviously, that's a date that Florida fans kind of have. Florida recruiting fans, should I say, have circled on their calendar, and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I think that Florida's got a definitely a great chance with um, with at least two of them. I, I don't know if they can get all three. Um, I don't know if all three they're going to go to the same school, but I, I do think that the Gators feel good at, at least with two of them, and maybe they can get the trifecta. Let's go to Ed real quick. Ed, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, guys. Uh, you just mentioned Coach White. I finally saw Coach Golden's press conference and the uh, show that uh, – Patrick Young did with him, and that dude is sharp. He is, uh, yep. Uh, and comes across extremely well. I knew really nothing about him before that, uh, and, and I think he can get it done here. Uh, talking about energy and stuff, and uh, I guess it, was that pretty much the what, the way that everybody that was at the press conference came away thinking, or yeah, or no, I it? I did. I look, I didn't. I wasn't overwhelmed with the hire. I I gave it a bad grade, and I I was told by uh, somebody that that was not fair. But um, after meeting him and after talking to him, we, we had a little bit of opportunity to talk to him, um, you know, off to the side. And uh, I, I walked away totally impressed, and I think he will. Now, it's going to take a while. He was more impressive off to the side than he was at the He was, podium. yeah. And he, I mean, just you, he was fun to talk to. But, again, look, Mike White was the same way. Mike White had a lot of energy. He was fun to talk to, and it just – this job beat him down, okay, and it drove him away. That's all I was trying to point out in that article, okay? Yeah, and I would agree with that. Uh, who wants to hear? It's a fact. And his fa- especially his wife and his kids if they're hearing it. Uh, you know, it's it's time to find a better environment. So, because I, yeah. I like the guy too. So, and there's a lot of think- there's a lot of guys that would tell you, look. Suck it up, kids. You know, I know this is hard, but I, I've got a job to do and. If you want, you know, we'll move you, move school, whatever. And I'm not saying that would have been the right thing to do. But the bottom line was, as, as um, Zach just said, Florida fans, the, the most vocal of them, the most critical of them, and Mike White could not coexist any longer. And it, it needed to, to break off. And I, I wish it hadn't because I liked him and I, I thought he was a good coach. But could he take them to the promised land? I don't think so. And and that is where Gator fans want to go. So I get it. I get why Gator fans were upset. I get why Mike White was upset. And you know, and they weren't wrong for being upset. No, and that's what all I was trying to point out was this is what happened. That this is it's not here's my even here's my opinion on what happened. This yeah. is what happened. The bird's eye view. Yes. I mean this yeah, is coming from people thing, who know. A couple of things I liked about Coach Golden is he, he thinks outside the box about he called it auto benching. Uh, where, you know, some coaches are going to sit a guy after two fouls no matter what. So he would go after that guy because he knew he could get him on the bench. And he says, if I've got a guy that's smart enough to keep playing with two fouls, I don't bench him. Why put your best guy on the bench just just because he has two fouls? Uh, so I like his forward thinking and stuff. And uh, 
uh, I think it's going to pay dividends. Well, he's you know he's big into analytics. I guess they'll be going for two all the time now. So, <laughs> but it is kind of it is kind of an interesting phenomenon uh, that I think Florida fans, and I, again I'm talking about the whole Gator Nation here, uh, kind of were looking for a couple of home run hires, and they didn't really get the home runs. But I think they're all pretty happy. They're they're seeing in Napier and um, and so far with Todd Golden, they're seeing what impressed. Scott Strickland and why he made those hires. Uh, yeah, when Todd Golden and was announced, I think everybody court. went, "Where the hell is he coaching?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Golden comes across like a young Billy Donovan. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think I think he's more nerdy, you know, in, in terms yeah. of the, the numbers <laughs> and everything. I'm not trying. I'm not saying that as an insult. I think he really is That's a, the new wave. A, yeah, it is a new wave, and it, like. Scott Strickland said it at the uh, press conference. He goes, "Look, college basketball is changing. It's about to change, and we're we're changing with it, and we're we're going to be there on the forefront of it instead of waiting and getting caught, you know, um, caught in the dust." Well, there's a metaphor I was going to use, but I t- I can't use it on the air. Okay, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Catch okay. you later. Okay, I'll give it to uh, <laughs> I'll give it to you afterwards. Uh, by the way, we did get stretched out now, so we do have two and a half more minutes to go All right. before we go and, th- and before we go to softball. Uh, but who 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 are you picking to win the Masters? I keep going back. I like I, I, Justin Thomas seems like the obvious pick. Tiger's not winning. Okay, I wish he would. I wish. I hope he's in contention. If he's in contention, that's what I would love. If he is, if he's within four of the lead on Sunday, it's going to be the biggest ratings you've ever seen for golf, maybe for sports. People are going to lose their minds if he's got a chance. It's going to be – you can't not see it. you got to be there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be it'd be awesome if, if he's in it uh, in the end. I see that a lot of people are, uh, you know, going with Justin. We'll see. I mean, I'm – I may go with uh, – I may go Zalatoris. I may go with uh, a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah, I mean – He's a good player. Can't ever sleep on Jordan. And nobody will pick Scheffler, you know, even though he's the number one player in the world. Yeah. Just because he's Scheffler. What do you think Rory's going to do? I don't know, man. I hope he plays well. And that's the thing. Like, the everybody says the Masters always delivers. I don't know. The year Oosthuizen won it, did it really deliver? <laughs> you know, it doesn't always deliver. But it's it's always good until the back nine. Sometimes the back nine's not that great. It's not always great. Sometimes it is. I mean, look, 86 was still the greatest golf tournament ever played when Nicholas won out of nowhere. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, this would have been 12 years later, Nicholas is in the hunt. And I'm out in the course. So this would have been 98. I'm out in the course, and I'm walking towards where Nicholas is playing. I know about what hole he is, and he, I think he's. I think he may be on three. I'm... I'm walking out there, and all of a sudden I hear this roar like I'd never heard before. He had chipped in on three to get within two of the lead. Now, he he faded at the end, but that place was – everybody was standing on their heads right then. I mean, it was pretty amazing. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing with golf. There's no – all sports, none of them are scripted, but – so this you, is it for the week. You're, this is our la- your yeah, last show. this is it. We're out of here. So uh, when we come back, you'll have a Masters winner. Yes, and I it will be Will Zalatoris. I think it's his first. Do you think we'll have a Colin Castleton decision? I don't know. 
He's still undecided. I keep I keep hearing it's 50-50. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, if he if he wasn't still thinking about it, I think he'd come out and say that and end speculation. Yeah. Well, we got to get out of here, and we will do that and turn it over to the salt to the break, and then we'll pick up the softball game, and I will be over the softball game until Monday when Jeff will rejoin us. Thanks to Zach for coming in. This is Pat Dooley saying I'm deep. I'm way back, and I am out of here. Gator Sports, the Florida State Seminoles are in town for a softball game. The softball team could join the baseball team, both the men's and women's basketball teams, both men's and women's tennis team, and the football team in beating the Noles this year. Our coverage starts right here at 5.50. Tomorrow, the second-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks baseball team will open a three-game series with the Gators. The Razorbacks are 22-5 this season and 7-2 in SEC play. The Gators are 19-10 this season and just 3-6 in SEC play. In boys high school baseball, Branford visits Hamilton County for a rematch at 7. Hamilton County won the first matchup 10-0. That's all for Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trey Johnson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.